Okay, okay, okay. Hey, Mother Skin. Thank you. 
I hear you fine. God bless you. Love you, Mama. God bless you. Thank you, Mama. God bless. Excuse me. I said, God bless you, woman of God. How are you feeling tonight? Oh, just speechy king. By faith, worlds were free.
somebody had to go solve them up. I was shocked. He didn't have the necessary methods. So, without the detective, the first time in history, God bless everybody. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you, Apostle. God bless you, Pastor Doctor. Yes, God bless you. God bless you, Pastor God. God bless you. It's raining here. I mean, it's raining and it's cold. Amen. 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 Amen.
everybody on tonight. God bless everybody on Thank you. God bless you. Amen. As everybody begins to slowly come in, amen. We'd like to welcome on tonight, everybody. Amen. On tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. South Atlantic Region of Poleg, amen. Representing, amen. On tonight. Jesus Christ, ministry. Amen. On tonight, Sunday night law. This means war, amen, by any means necessary. On tonight, the people are coming in on tonight. God bless you. Amen. As we get ready to go into our worship, amen. We go into our prayer on tonight. Amen. Because we're going to bring forth this from the God on tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to stand before the presence of the Holy Ghost. Amen. On tonight. Bless everybody. Bless everybody. Everybody in this room. Bless everybody in this room. Bless everybody in this room. Hallelujah. Bless everybody. There it is. Bless everybody. 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 Amen. 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 Amen.
in the name of Jesus, 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 Thank you for loving me, God. Thank you. Thank you for keeping me, God. Thank you. Thank you for the vision, God. I'm a master, 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 God. I'm a
the woman of God on tonight. So for those who are listening, amen. Thank everybody for tuning in. Amen. Those are there. Amen. Hallelujah. Missionary Olive on the, on the, on the line on tonight. Hallelujah. Hey. Out of New York. God bless you. Hey. Amen. Representing. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, everybody. Amen. Coming in. Amen. I see Pastor Goff and Amen listening in, tuning in on tonight. God bless you. Amen. Out of Georgia on tonight. Amen. So we introduce and introduce the others on tonight and turn this camera off so y'all paying attention to me. <laughs> And we want you to listen, amen, to the word of God on tonight. So amen. we introduce the some and introduce the others. Amen. The Honorable Amen Prophetess Dr. Amen Glenda Robertson and and on tonight, Amen. So we're gonna turn this over to her. Amen on tonight. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Saints, I don't know about you, but I'm excited to hear the word of God tonight. Amen. Um, let's turn your Bibles to uh, we're going to get ready to have a good time tonight. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about me. Amen tonight. First uh, Samuel and 17. First um, Samuel uh, 17. Amen. First Samuel 17. And, um, uh-huh. and we're going to start. We're going to start around. Amen. Uh, it's 45th verse. I think we'll start it out there. But anyhow, let's break. Now that you got the chapter, if you would like, and I am, it is me. I always, when I'm reading or I'm teaching or I'm going even to any church, I always carry a pencil, a paper, write notes, because sometimes you want to go back and check what I was taught or what I heard or something that reminded me to look for something else. Because uh, our Bibles, is our basic instructions before leaving earth. That was one of the things our former pastor Ford always talked about. She says, your Bible represents basic instructions before leaving earth. Amen. So always have your Bible and a piece of pencil with you at all times um, because you don't know what God's getting ready to put in you, impart in you, or you need to witness to somebody. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the word tonight. We thank you, God, that we're going to deal with the issue by any means necessary. We thank you, God, we're going to go and we're, we're going to mess up the, king, the kingdom tonight. The enemy is trying to destroy us. Amen. They're trying to take us out, but he has no power because all power belongs to God. We bind the adversary. Every devil at every level, everything intrinsic, that means something inward or outward, God. I bind the adversary, every devil at every level, every thought, every jealousy, every mindset, every demonic force that's sent out to stop us. I send you back to the enemy right now and to destroy your own self in the name of Jesus. Uh, we praise you in advance, God. We, 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 we hold on to your word. We, 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 we're tired of running away from the enemy. So we're not running away from him. We're running to him to destroy him now. Uh, pull him down. Destroy him. Take him back to his, to the hell right by his own self and take his brothers and sisters with him. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank God for everybody on the line tonight. I thank God for all the countries around the world. I think it's over 70-something countries worldwide. It's not including uh, 40-something, 48 states of America or more. We thank God for the little things that we have done 
It's not by, for money, but it's because we are trying to win souls for the kingdom of God. Now, we all know the story of David and Zacchaeus. We, we have gone through the story of it. But tonight, uh, me told me to come back to the story tonight. So to know the power, hallelujah, of love and the power that we can overcome anything if we choose to. Amen. And as usual, I always go, uh, I always try and figure out now, okay, now this, 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 this giant, amen, Goliath, he was a mean guy. He, he was ready to take out anybody because he thought he was so bad and he was so big and he was so confrontational. Have you ever had a person in your life that always want to argue? They always want to fight. They always, whatever you can say up, they say down. Well, he, this this giant was like that, and I happened to find out his name, uh, and his name Goliath. Re actually represents he he cons- confronts everybody simply because he was big and powerful, and he didn't figure out he didn't believe that nobody could destroy him, that nobody could hurt him. It's like our lives; we're in conflict. As long as we're in these bodies on this earth, we're going to have conflict, conflicts in our lives. It's like a kid. I say yes, you say no. Husband say yes, wife say no. Children say up, I say down. Cat says yes, I know I like a dog. Why? Because we go through confrontational things in our lives at all times. Well, this time, this giant, amen. He represented the enemy. That's the bottom line. And sometimes there are people in our lives that we meet or that we know that are sent out to destroy us. And then a lot of times there are people that are close to us that are sent out to destroy us. Not to celebrate us, but their their job description is to destroy us, to take us out, but at any means necessary. But we rebuke those spirits right now in the name of Jesus. I know I can see you stay in your mind saying right now, hmm, I know so-and-so in my life. They're trying to destroy me. They get on my last nerve. Have you ever met people in your life just get on your last nerve? And then when you get upset, then they try to laugh black in your face because it is a sign of the enemy say, I don't like you and I'm going to destroy you before you destroy me. What God gave us the word tonight, that even your giant can come down. Mm, that's a big word right there. Even your giants can come down, even on your job, even those people, like I say, uh, on the last floor, those, those, those people try to stop you from getting uh, uh, an increase in your on your job. Uh, their giants have got to come down like this giant himself. I want you to know that giant was nine or ten feet tall. Can you imagine everybody of a normal size? But these giants, they were huge. And of course, everything was on, on him was physically bigger than anybody else. It's like people on a job. There are people on a job that have, have authority and have 
money. But their job is to step on us. Why? Because they want more money. Because they want more power. But there's nothing, nothing more powerful again but Jesus Christ himself. Come on. I believe sometimes God puts people in our lives to make us pray. I believe there are people in our lives uh, set out to destroy us, to make us run to him. One of my favorite songs, I think Whitney Houston sings, she says, she says, God, I look to you. When, when everything is gone, when nobody don't like me, when I'm at the lowest state of my life, I look to Jesus. But here we have these men that saw this big giant. They began to wonder and say, well, Lord, what am I going to do? Goliath, don't kill us. Uh, there ain't nobody to, uh, to, to stop it. So we go into the scripture. Start at verse. Amen. This is verse 17. And let's start at, um, uh, verse, let's start at verse 45. And then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear. And with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Now here, uh, the giant deciding that he can destroy you. David, David name means beloved. And that's why you have to be so careful what you name your children or your grandchildren. But here, this little David, by standards, uh, uh, next to the giant, he says, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I didn't come to you with your lottery tickets. I didn't come to you with your orism. I didn't come with you that you're crying and lying and dying and carrying on at the same time. But I come to you in the name of Jesus. There's a standard that God wants his people to have. A standard. You can't be up one minute and down the next. You can't do anything you want to in the next thing. You say, God, you yes, he loves you. But God wants his people to have a standard. Knowing who our God is, not just knowing it by saying, I am a Christian. But are you Christ-like? Are you walking like him? Are you talking like him? Are you praying the words of prayer? Are you giving out for the poor? Are you having a standard of being like Christ? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Deborah, what do you see? Jose, what do you see when you look in the mirror? Do you see everybody else or do you see Christ? Spiritually, when we give our lives to Christ, our lives are changed first in the inside 
and it's supposed to radiate on the outside so that you can see the Christ in you. That's a war, it's a spiritual war for every one of us each day in our lives, whether on the bus stop or whether we're at the train station or, or whether we're at the doctor's office or whether even in Walmart and somebody steps on your finger and then you know why the real God you serve because you don't know whether you want to curse him or pray for him. Right. Because the reality is, is the enemy wants us not to get to see Jesus one day. But this giant is reminding of who he is. It says, I come with a sword and in the name and the shield in the name of Jesus in his name because we love him because we represent him. He has an excuse the rest of my life that I say I love Jesus, but I do whatever I want to do. I go where I want to go. I say what I can say because it's all right with Jesus. He's going to forgive me. But hopefully you don't die in the midst of living holy and doing what you want to do. At least we have a chance to see Jesus one day. But I don't know about you. I've made up in my mind. I made my personal mind that nothing will stop me and block me and hinder me, even though we're going through a spiritual warfare all day long. He said, preacher, how can you say all day long? Why? No. Go, go to the doctor and see how long you have to sit in the office. And you see, you're saying, so let me just get up there and ask her, well, how long I've run away? Or you're in the grocery store and somebody steps on your store or, or you go to, to the, to the market and somebody's got the last thing that you want. Why? Because the enemy is out to destroy you, even on a job. Because I can provoke you on your job that you can walk off your job and you have no place to go. You have no money in your head. Why? Because he's provoked you. But I refuse to let the enemy provoke me anymore. If I have to lock myself up in the room and sleep in my car, I refuse to be provoked by the enemy anymore. Because he has no power. He has no direction. He don't even know who he is. Because if he knows he was, who they were, that avenue just get out of my way. I'm like Esther now. Just get out of my way. I am going to see my king. And my king is Jesus Christ himself. Sometimes you got to tell the devil, get up, get back, devil. You ain't got no power. You ain't got no authority. You ain't got nothing. You move by my service. You move when I tell you to move. You go to bed when I tell you to go. You get up when I tell you. I command the enemy right now. I am so sick of, of the enemy trying to do everything but bless me. And I say, God, you're going to bless me this year. I, I promise you, there was a there's a blessing on my name right now. I haven't seen it. I don't know where it is. I don't know when it's coming, but I know within the next six months, I will have what God has promised me, what God has shown me in a dream that is coming and shall come to pass. No matter what the enemy says, no matter how the enemy will, try, will make us doubt our own self, that Jesus is in control of our 
that is God says, he says, he moves when he wants to. My, 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 I used to cry all the time. I said, God, God, I, I, it ain't nothing happening. It ain't, it ain't going nowhere. I don't see what's going on. And, but see, we move at the will of God. God don't move by our will. That's it. That's it right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we don't move by by our will, cause if we move by our will, we'd been done had a brand new house. We'd have been done had a new new car. We'd have been done got a divorce. We'd have been uh why no why? But we move by the will of the Holy Ghost. Believe it or not, that's why this guy giant thought he had all power, but he moved by the will of God. So by the enemy thought he was gonna huff and puff and and take us out and do what he wants us to do. He don't want no saint to walk holy. He don't want no saint to live right. He don't want no saint to have no money. He don't want no saint to have no children. And if you have children, they want your children to just, just dirt bags and cheat and lie. Why? Because the enemies at all costs is trying to take us out every day. That's why the first thing you do when you get up in the morning, you pray. That's why the next thing you do on your lunch break, pray. And that's when you go before you go to bed, you pray. Because there's an all-out war. Uh, you look on the TV, look on the radio, look at the weather. There's an all-out war inside and outside. Hallelujah. Money, no money. Honey, no honey. All young, black, white, Chicano, every race. Or that walks on the face of the earth, there is a war. Come on, that's it. Think of it. You think by mistake, Israel is in war. Hallelujah, with the country right next door. That it is spoken in the book of Revelation. Revelations right now. You look on the radio, look on TV. You, that it was spoken in the book of Revelations. Hallelujah, right now of Israel writing fighting with the country right next door. Same place, Russia. Russia and the country, the other country there, war right now with each other. It is spoken in the book of Revelation. It says wars and rumors of wars. Hallelujah. Even in our own country, there's wars and rumors of wars. The whites, the blacks, the Connors, the, 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 the Jews, the Gentiles, the Hollander, and everybody, there's a war. Wow. There's a spiritual and there's a natural war walking move this earth right now. There's no way you cannot see the truth if you want to be seen. My God. Everywhere. But we have to pray without ceasing. We have to love without ceasing. We must cry without ceasing. Because God always moves when he calls his his saints begin to pray. That's what happens in the book of Esther. God asked to pray for two, three days and three nights. And then she said, now I'm going to see the king. I had to go to meditate. I had to prepare myself spiritually. How many saints are preparing themselves Spiritually, not financially, uh, not the big mucks or the big money. No, but how are you, are you preparing yourself spiritually to the next level in God? How do you pray the more? Do you fast the more? Hallelujah. Do you spend more time on the box? How are you preparing for yourself for the next level in God? 
Your pastor loves you, but I want you to know your, your pastor can't, can't, can't make you go to the next level. You've got to run and seek his faith. Get on your knees and live like the Bible says is. That's what the word says. Not what the people say. Not what the pastors say. What the evangelists say. What the teachers say. But the bottom line, we have to seek God individually for ourselves. How dare I preach to you and I can't live right. How dare I do things that I say, oh, I'm just happy and I can do it. No, 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 no. If I can't live holy, I need to get saved all over again myself. It doesn't give me a, pre, a, a, a free pass because I know the word. Anybody can memorize scriptures. Anybody have, I know how to do Christian protocol. Anybody can do certain things. But do you know Jesus? That's why when the guy went to Jesus said by night and said, he says, how, how can I be saved? Can I be put in my mother's womb again? Because he was seeking an answer. The people today are not seeking the answers to know Jesus, not seeking the answers to live right. They're not seeking, hallelujah, to know who God for themselves. If you were to die tonight, where would you end in up in eternity? You don't have to answer me, but really think about it. If you stop dead, when we get off this line, where would you end up in eternity? How have I treated my family? How would I have treated my children? How have I treated people? How have I served people? Come on now. Not just certain people. How how do I, I live right before God? If I die tonight, where would I end up in eternity? Well, here, this giant who had it all together. This giant, he said he, he had everything that he thought he had. This giant had, had a couple of big, strong brothers just like him. They thought they had it all together. Nobody could stop them. I don't care how you're anointed. It's God. It's God is in control. I don't care how much money you got. It's still God in control. I don't care how many mamas and daddies and sisters and brothers, hallelujah, that can get you out of uh, uh, trouble when you get in jail. But it's God in control. Because so God will let your money get funny and nobody going to want to talk to you. Nobody want to do nothing for you. Why? Because at the end of the day, Jesus is in control. He's in control. He's in charge. He wants to do what he wanted to. So, again, he says, Amen. 46. And this day that the Lord delivered thee in thine hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee, and I will give the carcass to the host of the Philistines. This day unto the fowls of the air and the wild beast of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God. So while Goliath was talking trash, David was saying, look at here, I'm going to kill you. That's the bottom line. See, y'all sitting waiting for the for the enemy to have a fair fight with you. The enemy ain't trying to fight fair. 
The enemy's trying to kill you. Oh, excuse me. I'm going to, I just, would you like some prayer? Um, now you'd have prayed for me 30 years, 30 years, 30 times, 30 days, and you still ain't got to say yet. Uh, but I'm just, no, the enemy's job is to take you out before you take him out. And how I destroy the enemy in prayer. How do I destroy the enemy? Hallelujah. Keep your foot on his neck. Why y'all trying to pity pat the devil? Okay? I grew up in the ghetto. We we grew up in the ghetto. Yes, I did. We grew up in, okay, so y'all folks don't know what the ghetto is. The ghetto is a place that we, we fight a lot. People steal. People kill each other real quick. So that's what the ghetto is. Okay, so we grew up in the ghetto, and the ghetto didn't fight fair. When you leave to go your house, there's sometimes when you come back, your TV gone, your money gone, your jewelry gone, because people didn't care about each other. They didn't love each other. They didn't like each other. Their mama didn't like their daddy because they're constant conflict, and that's what the enemy does. He keeps us in constant conflict with each other. Sister, sister, sister. Sister, sister, don't like this one. My aunt don't like this one. Our mama don't like our daddy. Uh, they don't know how to got sex and have children because they can't stand each other. Why? Because the enemy keeps us at war with each other. And that's why we say tonight we declare on the enemy tonight you have no power. No power belongs to you. For every power, every intrinsic power, every power that God has ordained is in control of our lives. Yes, yes. In my life, in my, I, I'm tired, I'm tired now. Uh, well, you, you can stop crying, just kill him. Hallelujah. How? Kill him. Stay on your prayers. Stay on your life. Uh, hallelujah. Witness to folks. Do things for people. Get on your knees and call on Jesus. If I said today, just today, how many times have y'all really just sat down today and prayed? If you could take, make yourself a calendar, and every day you pray, and you write down that you pray, and you can be consistent in prayer. Some people tell me all the time, oh, it don't take all that prayer. It don't take, no, it takes it for me. It takes it for me, because I'm going to tell you the truth. If I don't pray like I pray, I'd be cussing all the time. If I didn't pray like I pray, I'd be, I'd be doing everything I want to do. Because I get mad. I get mad with the enemy. I get mad with folks in the mouth. I get mad with my children. I get mad on the job. I get mad on the bus. I don't, I don't, if I don't continually pray, the Bible says, man shall always pray and say not. Right there. They say, always pray and sing, which means I need to pray and I will sing if I don't pray. God knows everybody, there's a lot of people we know in our lives, they're walking around, oh, oh, I know, I love him, I love him, I love him, I love him, I love him. Uh, and then you say to my simple God, it is what they say, they lining up what I got. But I'm trying to do right. I'm trying to live right. I'm, I'm trying to, but God, I just don't know what to ask. Keep praying. Keep praying that God will deliver them. And the sad part, some folks need to be delivered and they don't even know they be delivered. And you know what? That's the sad part. Because when you need to be delivered and you don't know you're delivered and you think you got it, you will go straight to hell and don't even know how you got there. Why? Because you don't constantly pray. God, if I need to be delivered, 
Why you think you can go to church? Folks go to church Sunday after Sunday and, and all these days of the weekend, and they'll, they'll, they'll talk a good game, and they're talking about the goodness of Jesus, and they'll give you your scriptures, and they come home, and every other word is a cussing word, and the other word is running around and door hopping and cheating. Why? Because they're not delivered. They go to church, they know the word, but they're not delivered, hallelujah, from the blood of Jesus. They're not delivered. Because if they were delivered, they would continually do the same thing. But are you delivered? Come on now. Come on. Get yourself a, a self-check. Are you really delivered? If you continue to cuss it all the time, you need to be delivered. Hallelujah. If you're doing the same thing you're not supposed to do, you need to deliver. Hallelujah. You ain't got to tell them, oh, I need to be praying. No, you need to get saved again. You say, how many times must I be this beat? We say, yes, as often as you need it. And if you need to be delivered every day, Get on your knees and God deliver me. Deliver me, God, that I might be right. Deliver me that I treat my husband all right, all right. Deliver me that my children will no love me. Hallelujah, unconditionally. Deliver me from me because I don't want to die and go to hell and go to church six days a week. Because I need deliverance in everywhere in your life. And everything that I do, where he this big giant, he thought he had it all together. He's strong and he's powerful. And he was organized. And, and he just walked around like he was the king of the hill. But he didn't know. He didn't serve a God. There was a God that was bigger than him. Mightier than him, stronger than him, powerful than him, because he thought he had it all together. Have you ever had people in your life that thought they had it all together? That's when they know they're already gone, because they don't even know they're gone. They're lost, because they don't know they're lost. Ah, ah, because they thought they got all, no, ain't nobody got it all together. Ah, you ain't got no paralyzed. You ain't got no fasting life. You don't treat people right. You a cheat. Oh, you're ornery, you're nasty, you're mean. That is not the characteristics of Christ. You go to the book of Galatians, amen, fifth chapter. It'll teach you all the attributes of Christ. And if you don't have all the attributes, go back to the book and start reading it and living it again. 48. And it came to pass that when the, the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David that David hastened and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. Can you imagine now you've got this nine feet or bigger band that's standing still but this little Kind of cook. I, I would think this is a cook of man. This little man, he is running towards this giant. Oh, oh. At him to attack him. Because I don't know about you, I'd have been running the other direction. <laughs> but because David had the anointing of God. And because David has that anointing that God loved David, that's the thing. 
David, God loved David because of his heart. Not because he was a king. Not because he was powerful. Not because of any woman that he wanted to. But God loved David because of his heart. His spiritual heart. Not his physical heart. But his spiritual heart was connected to God. Do you have the heart of God? Come on, come on. Do you have the heart of God? You, oh, you don't worry about me because I got my, I'm just like my mama. And my mama just, and my, and my daddy did it. No, but what about your heart? What about what you do? How you act? How you treat people? Do you have the heart of God? Because when you die, he's going to check out your, what heart you really have. But when you don't show the love of heart, God, you cannot have the heart of God. It says, and they, hallelujah, was and ran towards, hallelujah, the army and met the Philistine. My God. Now, I, I, like I say, for me, I'd be running the other direction, but it's just me. Amen. <laughs> 49, and David put his hand in his bag. So David was carrying a bag Mm -hmm. and took took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine on his forehead. Hmm. Now, this is a huge nine foot or more man. And first of all, David was, David had to be thinking straight because this is a big, huge mess. So, but if I can just hit you in your head between your eyes, I'm going to take you out. And see, that's why, they, they, see, the church folks don't realize y'all don't have a strategy to Uh-oh. take the enemy out. We bumbling and we crumbling and we fine and, and I don't know what to do. Find a strategy. You want wealth? Get a strategy. And your strategy is not going to the lottery. Get a strategy to plant seeds everywhere. Get a strategy to get your children upright and getting into church on run. And get a strategy. So here, David has. A strategy. And what I'm going to do? God tell me what to do. God had to tell him to look here. You're going to hit him right in his forehead. Now, he's a big giant, so he has a shield and he has all this reinforcements. He has all these things on his leg. But who would think of just, throwing, just killing him right in the middle of his head? Because remember... Where you got that nose is, you got that thing there. It's it's gentle. You even in your eyes, uh, uh, that's an area that can be penetrated. But this little guy says, "I'm gonna figure out." God told me to do it. I'm gonna take him out. Most of us don't have no strategy. I'm mad. I'm angry. My mama don't love me. My daddy, you ain't got no strategy. Start talking to people nice. Start doing things for people. If you want people to love you, got to show them love. If you don't show no love, ain't nobody want you. You you get so mean and you nasty, you don't do nothing, you don't go nowhere. Ain't nobody want to be bothered with you. You sad all by yourself. And I don't know about you, I'm tired of being sad 
by myself. Get a strategy to be happy and do things for people and with people. So he had that stone in the head and they put it in his forehead. And he fell down to his face. This nine feet person who was from a race of giants died and fell to the ground from a little child who had come out to help his brothers and brothers and defeat them because he was prayer he was a prey for praying child he loved God he was called with all his might and David's name means beloved he was beloved by God he was owned by God he didn't do any old kind of thing y'all want God to do stuff for y'all but y'all do all kind of stuff y'all go all kind of places you do all kind of things and you figure out God don't know but you know what you can't hide anything from God because the Bible says that he says you can't hide nothing from me boo because sooner or later Somebody's going to tell somebody, tell somebody where you're going, what you're doing. So why hide it? Just, just go and do right now. Some of us know right, but they ain't going to do right. Some people preach right, but they ain't going to live right. Some people do all kinds of stuff, but they just ain't going to do right because they figure out that I, I, I can't, I, I, nobody won't know. But God knows, because he told me he knows the way I take, he knows everything about me. He knows my mama. He knows my daddy. He knows everything. He gave me an opportunity to me to live and make a change according to the word of God. I'm not going to sit there and let the enemy take me out. Sometimes, you know, you wait and you pray and you pray and you wait and you wait and you pray. But you know what? But then there comes a time that we have to come self-preserved. We begin to love ourselves enough to say, okay, it's it, it's over, I'm done, out of here. Why? Because you've prayed or you can pray. You've done or you can done. You've cried, you can cry. You've done everything you do. But I've learned in my life, when people don't want to change, they ain't going to change. Why are you crying and you dying and you falling apart and you look like an old hag and nobody don't care about you? Why? Because you did it to yourself. But this giant, he was the enemy to God. And because this enemy, this enemy, this giant was the enemy of God. He sent a long kid along to take him out. And the enemy will be taken out by God when you stand still. The Bible says stand still and know that I'm God. You ain't God. The past ain't God. The children ain't God. But he says know that I am God. In the midst of my tears, know that I am God. By any means necessary, no matter how it happens, Know that God is in control. 
God, in control of the wars right now. God, in control of the children right now. God, in control of America right now. In the midst of everything, Jews, hating Jews, everybody, nobody like everybody. Hallelujah, blacks, whites, everybody. It seems that everybody got a gun. Yeah, I was telling my daughter today, I said, you know what? Maybe I need to buy myself a gun. Everybody, everybody has guns to shoot each other. But who really loves one another? Who cares for one another? And most of all, when you are loved and when you're married, when you have children, the greatest thing you can have is your family. That's why I learned. And that's why even where I'm now, right here in South Carolina, I try to spend as much time as with my family, my, 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 my sister-in-law and my family. Why? Because they are my family. We are connected, whether it's by bloodline or by, by marriage. If family is important, don't have days that you don't talk to your family. You don't talk to your nieces and nephews. Okay. Talk what? That is how God ordained a family before he had a church. That's right. Adam and Eve had a family before he established the church in the book of Acts. So when you spend more time with your physical church and not with your family, something's wrong. And then your family separates. And then you begin to say, what's wrong? And I don't know what happened because God calls family because God created a church. It is biblical. It is right. I don't care what nobody says. Look in the book. Where the family was established and where the family was established. And you wonder why we're at war with each other. You wonder why the aunts and the nieces and the nephews don't get along. You wonder why the folks at your job, they get on your last nerve. Because there's a spiritual war. When you walk on your job, there becomes a spiritual war. Because you represent right and they represent wrong. And they want to do this and you know it's not right. Why? Because a spiritual war. But when you stand and place on God, he says that he shall supply all of my needs. And then we have to realize, hallelujah, when one don't love you, another will come along and love you. If that's what you want, don't be falling apart. You don't give up. Don't, don't, don't forgive out. Don't, don't, don't just, no, 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 no. When you say love God, give Jesus all you got and just wait. Give him all you got. Because you can be a, look like a Barbie doll and you can be beautiful and you can be, sexy and you can be gorgeous and you can be beautiful in the Lord but some people just don't want you I don't care what you look like but you pray for your heart's desire and I guarantee you that God will give you the desires of your heart because it is the job of the enemy to take you out but I declare tonight in my life this means more. I declare and decree in my life that I'm not going to put up with garbage for the rest of my life. I decree and declare tonight that my children will be happy. My grandchildren will be happy. My church will be happy. My friends will be happy. I refuse to die and go to hell unbehappy. I love Jesus Christ. By no any necessary, I will be happy in the Lord. Some of us change. We walk around. This is mad and mean looking and ugly and smell bad. You're supposed to represent Christ. 
represent the king. Represent Jesus. Represent his glory. Represent his majesty. Represent the fact that you should have been dead and gone, but you're still alive. Represent Jesus. Every day I wake up and I say, God, I thank you for another day. I should have been dead and gone. I should have been dead and gone. I was in a coma. I, I should have been dead because I couldn't walk. I, I should have been dead. I couldn't read. I should have been dead. I, I couldn't say nothing. My mouth was shut. I couldn't even write. I couldn't talk. I couldn't walk. But I am, as a result, I, what God says I am, he redeemed me from the hands of the enemy. Hallelujah. And even when the enemy wanted to take me out, God said, heck no, I got a plan for you which is good and not evil. Because nothing by any means necessary is more powerful than Jesus Christ. And it's not about a word. It's not about a preaching. But it's about can you live according to the word of God? Can you walk in his precepts? Can you live according to the I don't care. Every giant in your life, we decree and declare, you've got to die now in the spirit realm. Because if I get you in the spirit, you can't do nothing to me in the natural. That's how powerful the spirit is. The spirit dudes power, the power, the spirit of God. When you have the spirit of God, you can take down and pull down strongholds. You can do, you can decree and declare things will come to pass in Jesus' time when you believe and hold on to the word of God by any means necessary. That means even if I'm crying, even if I'm falling apart, even if I got no money, by any means necessary. My God. God is in control. Stop crying. Stop falling apart. Stop giving up. Stop having anxiety attacks. Every time I get anxiety, I get a, I used to get anxiety attacks. Yes, I did. One day I got in my car. One day, this was years ago, and I was driving my car and it felt like the whole world was moving and I should have been moving and I just, and no, and then all of a sudden this peace came over me, the peace of God, the peace that passed all understanding, and I never had another attack like that. Because why should I be having an attack? And God told me he's in control. Why? Well, I fall apart and Jesus is in control. How? How can I fall apart when he said, He's going to heal me. How can I give up when he, and he said he's going to heal, but he didn't tell us when. He didn't tell us how. He didn't tell us who drew, but he said he shall heal. In his people. And why does it take so long? Why? Because he's teaching us. He's teaching us how to fast. He's teaching us how to pray. He's teaching us how to endure hardships as good soldiers. He's teaching us to wait and to hold on. He's teaching us to wait on him. He says, wait. I say again, wait on the Lord. First, he's talking about the spiritual weight. But also, he's talking about the spiritual and the physical weight. Wait on God. Because there's a war going on. 
But the greatest war you'll ever have sometimes is this your war. But then he turns around and he gives us a method to get through the war all the time. Yeah. He came to us in Ephesians 6 and tells about the war. The war. And he says, finally, my brethren, I'm going to close out. Ephesians 6, he says, finally, my brethren, brothers and sisters, be strong in the Lord. And the power of what? His might. Not your might. Not the pastor might. But in Jesus' might. He says, and put on the whole armor of God. That ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And you put on your armor. You prepare yourself. And you stand in the midst of the wiles of the enemy. For we wrestle. We, we. We are the church. We are the people. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, demonic forces, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in high places of the world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. So your whole armor, everything, I got the shield, I got the faith. I mean, I, I, got, I put on everything to protect me spiritually. Because there is a war. But my enemy is necessary in the end. If you do what God tells you to do, we will win because we are winners. We are winners. We are called by nature to win. One, the gospel, and two, win your family, and win, and to walk up in the kingdom of glory one day, because we will win by any means necessary. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. God, all of us have something before you, and all of us need you. And all of us on this whole world, we are all going through something, whether it's death or or whether we get money or whether it's finances or whether it's children or or whether it's people on the job or whether it's just lost family and we don't know about God. By any means necessary, we come to you in such a way that we just, depending on you, we pull down every stronghold, everything not like God, every devil, every other, everything in our way, God, get it out of our way. If there's not for us, get it out of our way because we just want to serve you now in the name of Jesus. God, heal by your majestic power. Move by your authority. Heal from the north, the south, the east, and the west. I speak to the lady in New York right now. Heal her from the collar of her head to the bottom of her feet. I thank you, God. I pray for Jesus and his family in Cuba right now in the name of God. God, give them their heart's desires. God, meet every need. Oh, God, from the crown of the head to the bottom of feet. Heal. Heal. Heal in the name. I thank you for the applause of God. Heal. Heal. Heal and deliver in every area. Heal. Heal. Mother, 
skitter, cranky, heal. I was often healed by your stripes. Hallelujah. Blood pressure died now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for the Holy Ghost and the fire of God. For by God, your faith in you, we believe you, God, by any means necessary. We're already here. We're all delivered. And we're saved by your word. Keep us, God. Help us to know when, when the enemy comes, we lift up a standard against them. Because they have no power. Because all power belongs to us. But in every conflict in our lives, when every conflict, any conflict come in our lives, we have the power to destroy it in the natural and in the spiritual. Because we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Yeah. 
Lord on tonight. Hallelujah. Come on, bless the Lord. How many no weapon form against thee shall prosper? Every tongue rise up against you shall be condemned. Hallelujah. Because this means war. This is mean war. Hallelujah. Who want us to get worship? Hallelujah. He wants us to be amen to work together. Hallelujah. He said, a family that prays together stays together, and a house that divided itself shall fall. Hallelujah. Come on, bless the Lord. Hallelujah.
Release in tongues on tonight. The next Thursday, just release in your tongues. Release in your tongues on tonight. Release your tongues. That's all you want is to give. Give us. Give us. Give us you. You said give me. Give me. That's all I want. Give me. Give me you. I don't want nothing else. Give me you. I don't want the pain. Give me you. I don't want the fortune. Give me you. I never go to school.
I pray and that you are healed on tonight, delivered and set free. Hi, I pray, amen, that hallelujah, that every ground, every ground is being broken on tonight. Because all you have to do is give me you. <laughs> That's all you got to do, y'all. My God. Everything else can wait. That's a hymn, that's a song, that's a song, a little song right there. Give me you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I want to lay. Lord, give me you. I don't want nobody else. I don't want anything else but give me you. Hallelujah. You said if I delight myself in you, he said he will give you the desire. That's all you got to do. You put his desires first, and he's going to give you your desires. He's going to give you your desires. But you got to delight yourself in him. You got to spend some time in him. You got to have a relationship. You got to have an intimate relationship with him. Amen. To pull your desires in on tonight. Amen. So I enjoyed that word on tonight. I enjoyed the word. Amen. If anybody want to say anything on tonight, amen. If I turn it back over to amen, prophetess, amen, on tonight, amen. To close out on tonight. Anybody have anything to share? Anybody want to put out a request or anything on tonight? Amen. Before we close out on this tonight. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we're going to hit back on to you. Amen, Prophet. Okay. Amen, God. Uh, Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Thank you, God, heart to heart, mind to mind, spirit to spirit. God, we thank you the people online, the countries on the line. God, feel our hearts. Heal our spiritual hearts. Whether it's emotionally, financially, socially, God, heal us, God, for we, we want your people. We want you. We are, all we want is you now. God, we're not coming to you for finances, but we need you. I need you. I need you more than every necessary need. I I need you before that I need water. I need you before I need bread. I I just simply need you, God. I'm not looking to man. I'm not looking to things. I'm looking to people. I'm not even looking for much. I'm looking for you because I need you. And everybody that knows God know how they need them. God heals and delivers country by country, person by person, thing to thing. And God, if there's any giants in our lives, God, our lives, God, our lives, God, do what you need to do. Take them out. Deliver them. Save them. Fill them. Do whatever you need to do, God. Just do something. So our lives will never be the same. In the midst of our storms, God, heal us. Heal me. Heal my mind. Heal my body. Heal my spirit. Even those things I don't even think I need, God, you deal with us, God. In the name of Jesus, God, heal everybody on the line that needs to be healed. Save and deliver, save and deliver those that, that don't want to even ask for prayer. God, heal them anyhow. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We thank you for everybody on the line. God bless you. Until we see you meet again. Amen. Remember, by any means necessary. Necessary. Amen. God bless everybody. Thank you for tuning in live on the air. Have a blessed night. God bless you.
Okay. God bless everyone.